TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Joe Beamer, Brenda Alacy, and uh, you know it's a tough week to talk politics. Brenda, I was skimming the paper, uh, the Drudge Report. I could not find anything to talk about political this weekend. You know, and it's a real dearth of news, right? Oh, by the way, there was that whole impeachment issue. Oh, there was. And um, by the way, that broke on Tuesday. And uh, I did enjoy taking your calls in for Tom Bowerly while the news broke on Tuesday. I could it's not always have asked, exciting, isn't it? I could not have asked for a better day <laughs> to be in. Um, but for the first half hour, we will talk to Carl Calabrese about everything going on around this impeachment in- inquiry. And then starting at 1030, we will take your calls. So hold those calls till 1030. And then Brenda and I will do 90 minutes of Kind of rapid fire. I guess 90 minutes you couldn't call rapid fire. I like it, though, Joe. It'll yeah. be great. a great opportunity before the game kicks off. Kick it off That's with some right. great uh, political talk here with uh, Beamer and myself. The B team is back. So, and, and you know I have to mention this right from the from the start. Right from the start, hopefully the Bills play better than the Hokies. Oh, my gosh. Couldn't be much worse, right? <laughs> it could not. All right. Now a guy who does know a lot more about this stuff than Brenda or I Carl Calabrese. Carl, good Sunday morning. Oh, good morning, Brenda. Good morning, Joe. Great to have you on board with us, Carl. We appreciate you taking some time on a Sunday. Uh, The latest news today, the latest headline I read today about the impeachment issue was that Rudy Giuliani was not working alone in the Biden-Ukraine probe. Apparently, there were some other attorneys involved. Have you um, heard about this? And if so, uh, what do you make of that? Well, I've heard that, and, and I was just watching some of the Sunday morning shows, and there was one um, one person who said they they thought that was improper uh, to use non-government officials as outreach to foreign governments, uh, and it was problematic. She said she had worked in the State Department. Um, it probably is, but it it's probably not the first time it's happened. In fact, I know it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, if you remember your history, President John Kennedy used an ABC News reporter as a go-between between our government and the and the Soviets during the Cuban Missile Crisis. And I'm sure if I had time to research it, I'd find a whole bunch more examples of presidents who use private citizens as intermediaries for whatever reason. So um, it may be improper. Uh, is it impeachable? I doubt it. But, again, I'm, I'm practical enough to know that the definition of impeachment, there are two. There's the one in the Constitution, which clearly lays out what impeachment is. Uh, and then there's the political definition, which is whatever the majority decides it is. So... Let's see which definition prevails as we move down this road. But there's no question in my mind, impeachment has now become the weapon of choice of the left. Uh, Remember, it seems like a long time ago, but it was only a couple of weeks, when the left wanted to go back after Justice Kavanaugh with impeachment. Again, for very similar to this situation, hearsay accusations uh, based on no evidence. In fact, people who were drawn into it said, this incident never happened. didn't matter. They had to impeach Judge Kavanaugh. I believe the left is going to be trying to get Donald Trump out of office and negate the 2016 election 
literally right up to the eve of the 2020 election. I think you're absolutely right about that, Carol. And by the way, the two attorneys involved were Joe DiGenova and his wife, Victoria Tensing, who uh, worked alongside Rudy Giuliani. And both uh, DiGenova and Tensing have been strong supporters of President Trump. So what's the next move, do you think, uh, Carl? Well, there's a lot of gray area here, Brenda. I mean, remember, what, what Nancy Pelosi did was not have a vote to launch an impeachment investigation. She unilaterally announced an impeachment inquiry. And quite frankly, nobody really knows what that is. <laughs> um, I think what it was is cover. It was, it was cover in the sense that giving her left-wing base just enough red meat to kind of back them off a little bit and let them think they're moving towards impeachment um, without really stepping down that road, because I think the speaker knows that that is a very perilous road to go down politically, that that could backfire. The problem with the strategy is every little bit you give the progressive left in the Democratic Party, they become emboldened and they want more. So I I don't think this whole saga is over yet. I, I think there's a march towards impeachment from the left that may very well prevail. Now, now, Carl, I mean, this isn't anything new. 2006, Democrats talked about impeaching George Bush until 2008. Uh, so nothing new from Democrat, Democrats in Congress. But, Carl, I, I want to know, because I'm hearing official impeachment inquiry and just impeachment inquiry. So what exactly, for us that don't really know the next move, would be the next move? Because I don't see the difference between now, where we have all these committees having testimonies and going through the motions, what would be the difference once it's, quote, official? Well, one of the differences would be that the, the Congress would have legal basis for demanding subpoenas, testimony, witnesses, documents, much more so than this kind of unofficial you know, inquiry thing. Uh, this, this could be a whole series of court cases saying it, it's illegitimate. Uh, we don't have to give them anything. It's not real. If they really want an impeachment investigation, vote for it, just like they did with uh, President Clinton. There was a House vote to launch an impeachment process. Go ahead and do that. And then every, everybody has their roles, and everybody will have to participate. But right now, the president could easily say, wait a minute, this is nonsense. I don't have to give them anything. It's not a real, it's not a real effort. It's, a, it's political showmanship. So that's the difference. It's showmanship, and in the meantime, nothing of substance is getting voted on. Well, that's correct. It, it's it's simply headlines. It's the media drumbeat. And their position is that just going down this road, and even if they actually impeach him and it goes to the Senate, and most people say, agree that the chances of getting two-thirds of a Senate, which is, has a majority Republican uh, uh, control, is slim and none. Okay? So what, what is the purpose of this? The belief is that just by impeaching him, which isn't like an indictment, it's not a conviction, it's an indictment uh, to be played out in a court of law, or in this case the court of the Senate, would be enough to tarnish him to prevent his re-election in 2020. I would say two words, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was not tarnished by that impeachment effort. In fact, his popularity went up. In fact, Carol, you probably recall the first public appearance Bill Clinton made was here in Buffalo at uh, what was called Marine Midland Arena back in the day. And it was packed, if I recall. Yes, it was. I remember that well. And that's what impeachment would do for Trump. It would, in, it would energize even more so than it is currently his base. Carol, what did you think of what the president did ask the Ukrainian president about uh, Bo Biden, or excuse me, Hunter Biden? What did you think of that actual conversation between the two? Yeah, he asked him two things, okay? The first thing he asked him was if the Ukrainian government would participate in a Department of Justice investigation, sanctioned investigation, 
on the influence that the Ukrainian government had during the 2016 election. Now, that's a legitimate investigation. I think both sides want to know that. American people want to know that. So that was the first request. That was a very legitimate request. I don't think it was proper for him to bring up the, the, the uh, Biden issue, the, the son's issue. Um, I think he's worthy of criticism uh, for that. But is it impeachable? Well, again, read the Constitution. Reason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. In other words, other high crimes like treason and bribery, which is selling out your country, which is taking money uh, to sell out the interests of your country to a foreign power. That's what impeachment is. And remember, when the founders wrote that, that was within, what, 10, 12 years of an event that seared into their memory, and that was the treason of Benedict Arnold. Okay, that's what they had in mind, that level of treason and bribery when they meant high crimes and misdemeanors. So I do think you can criticize Donald Trump for even bringing that up, uh, but... in my mind, it's not impeachable. I think, too, uh, when uh, President Trump got off his plane and he heard about some of the things that were happening with the Pelosi-led charge, he started calling Democrats savages. And it seems like it just reignites the controversy. So I think he's much like his you know, style and demeanor and his M.O. He's just you know, fueling the flames again, if you will. And I've said this on, on your show. I've said it on the morning show with, uh, with Brian and Susan many, many times. Sometimes he's his own worst enemy. If he was just a little more subtle, a little less rough around the edges, I think his popularity would be up over 55%. Um, he, has a, he has a tendency to pick fights he doesn't need to pick. He has a tendency to pick fights on days when he's stepping on his own message. I can think of numerous times where really good news economically and otherwise has come out on a day he decides to pick a fight with Rosie O'Donnell. And the next thing you know, the media, the only story in the media is not the good economic news. It's the fight with Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> he does that. It drives me nuts because when I was in politics, I was, I was, a pretty, strict, I was pretty strict on message discipline. You stick with your message. You tell the story you want to tell, and you don't get diverted, and you don't digress. And he does it all the time. And frankly, as I say, it drives me nuts. Now, Carl, let's uh, go to Thursday when I don't know the exact committee, but the one led by Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff gave opening statements. I'm going to play a minute of those, and then I want your reaction. I know what you're going to play. (laughs) I want your reaction to what he said. Here's what Adam Schiff said on Thursday. Well, it reads like a classic organized crime shakedown. Shorn of its rambling character and in not so many words, this is the essence of what the president communicates. We've been very good to your country, very good. No other country has done as much as we have. But you know what? I don't see much reciprocity here. I hear what you want. I have a favor I want from you, though. And I'm going to say this only seven times, so you better listen good. I want you to make up dirt on my political opponent, understand lots of it. On this and on that, I'm going to put you in touch with people, not just any people. I'm going to put you in touch with Attorney General of the United States, my Attorney General, Bill Barr. He's got the whole weight of the American law enforcement behind him. And I'm going to put you in touch with Rudy. You're going to love him. Trust me. That was opening statements. Carl, what did you think? Uh, when, he, when he was finally called out on it, he said it was parody. Right. He wasn't selling that as parody when he said it. That's right. He read that into the congressional record. I mean, lots of people will read that and think that's exactly what Donald Trump said to the Ukrainian president. It's made up. It's fantasy. And by the way, it's not the first time Adam Schiff has made up 
out of whole cloth stories about this administration. Just go back and play all the times he said there's evidence in plain sight. Those were the words he used. There's evidence in, uh, in plain sight of this administration colluding and conspiring with the Russians. All nonsense, uh, uh, per the Mueller report. So, I mean, th- this guy is just, I mean, what, what can you say about somebody who totally fabricates a conversation? None of those things were said in that conversation. And remember, when this thing broke, it said he offered money or he offered to withhold aid or, or threatened to withhold aid unless uh, certain things were done. That was never brought up in the conversation, at least by the, the, the transcript we've seen. Uh, and so it, this, is, this is the style of Adam Schiff, because Adam Schiff knows that the media will never call him out, that this will get printed. This will get printed as fact. People will read it and accept it as fact. And he will never get called out, as he did not get called out during the, the Mueller investigation, for the half-truths and outright lies that come out of his mouth. And, and Carl, to that point, you're right, because here's what MSNBC said, the transcript said, when it was released on Wednesday. What there is proof of and what there is a paper trail of, because the White House just released it, is a summary or notes of a conversation that the president had with the man uh, that was sitting to his right, the president of Ukraine, where he said, will you do me a favor and investigate Vice President Biden's son? Will you do me a favor and get involved in the 2020 election? Vice President Biden is my chief political opponent. At that point, he was leading uh, Donald Trump quite a lot in the polls at the time. So not only Adam Schiff, but NBC is right on board. Well, we know, look, we know how the process works. You make an accusation, no matter how outlandish. You have no evidence, you have no witnesses, no cooperation, but it's an accusation. And as Rush Limbaugh often says on your station, it's, it's the seriousness of the charge that counts. So you make this charge, and then the media immediately picks it up. They abandon all standards of journal, journalistic ethics and fairness and, and impartiality, and they become essentially the, the propaganda wing of the, of the left, and they begin the drumbeat. And, you know, there's an old saying about the media. They can't tell you what to think, but they can tell you what to think about just by repetition. And that's what we get. We saw it with the Kavanaugh episode. We've seen it all throughout the Trump uh, administration, and you're seeing it again. And you wonder, how many times can you go to that well before people say, hey, I see a pattern here, it's always the same. It's always a lot of hype, uh, a lot of drumbeat, and when it's all said and done, most of it's not true. Not a fraction of it is true. So these are the times we live in with the media, and I believe that's one reason why the media is credibility is down now below used car salesmen. I think, though, Carl, to be fair, there's that kind of, uh, you know, deception, if you will, on the uh, right as well. Well, yeah, but who controls the media? It's, it's called the mainstream media for a reason. You've got the three television networks and you've got four or five major newspapers. It's, it's almost, you know, I call it the progressive indoctrination complex between the, the electronic media, the print media, academia, entertainment. It's, it's a constant message along the same themes. Again, the word drumbeat comes to mind. And the small outlets for conservative media are just that. They're so small. They're like, a, you know, powerful but still small and nowhere near the reach of the mainstream media in terms of being able to repeat a story over and over and over again. Carol, uh, a couple of questions about the fallout from the Ukraine investigation. Uh, sources are saying this morning that Mick Mulvaney may be a casualty, that the president was unhappy with the way he didn't have a response ready. So I wanted to ask you about that. And also, do you think this will... Uh, really potentially long-term hurt Joe Biden? Could this end his presidential run? Well, 
take the, the first part of the question. I've gotten to the point, Brenda, where I don't believe any initial reports by the media. Because Based on what you just said, right? <laughs> disproved, they've been disproved so many times to be printing hearsay and innuendo with no facts. My advice to anybody is wait. Just wait. Do not bite on the first lure that the media throws in the water. Um, now, on the second part of your question, you are absolutely right. I mean, every time this story gets mentioned on print or electronic media, it brings in the Biden thing, the Biden son. And what he did may not have been illegal. I'm not, not even going to go there. But it's the very epitome of the swamp culture that helped elect Donald Trump, that if you're in the upper echelons of government, either you or a family member, people seek you out and want to give you money to try to influence the person in your family who is in the government. And this goes on all the time, both parties, by the way. And it was part of the culture that helped Donald Trump find his way into the Oval Office. Um, you know, not only is this Ukraine issue, you know, important, but take a look at China. Biden's son goes to China. He gets oh, like a $1.5 billion loan to start a hedge fund company from a bank, a Chinese bank, that guess who owns the Chinese bank? The Communist Party, while his father is vice president. If that doesn't stink to high heaven, I don't know what does, you know? And all we hear from the left is, oh, there's nothing there. There's nothing to look at. There's nothing to investigate. Again, it may not be illegal, but boy, oh boy, does it stink. It sure does. You talk about bad PR, bad perception. Carol, before our time is up, quickly, if you could just give us an update on what you know about uh, NY27, any news that you've heard or what you think is happening with uh, Chris Collins declaring. Do you think it'll still be towards the end of the year if he declares one way or the other? I do. I, I think he's, he's said very clearly he's the incumbent. Um, he controls his own destiny in terms of what he wants to do, and, and he's going to play this out at least you know, through the end of the year. And everybody else is kind of, you know, there's some people on the sidelines, but there are also people right in the ring now, and they're out raising money. And uh, Senator Ord, Senator Jacobs, this, uh, uh, the woman Parlato, Beth Parlato, who's raised a considerable amount of money, impressive amount of money. Uh, so I think they're, they're prepared to run in a primary against him, or they're, if, he back, if he decides not to run, they're prepared to take on the other opponents, and they're all positioning themselves to make sure they've got the resources to do that. Well, stay tuned. It's going to get uh, even more interesting as we get into the uh, the fourth quarter here. Carol Calabrese, political strategist, always a solid, solid guest with great insight. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Thank you, Carl. Carl Calabrese uh, hangs up with us. That means it's time the lines are open for you. What do you think about literally everything we just talked about? Impeachment inquiry. Where do we stand now? Who does this benefit in the end? And could it have, as Brenda said, two casualties? Could it bring Trump and uh, Vice President Biden down? We'd love to hear from you. 803-0930. Start 930 on a cell phone. You can light up the text board at 3930. Hey, before you get that tailgate started, before you fire up that grill, why don't you give us a call? It's Hardline back after this. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
And our thanks again to Carol Calabrese, a political strategist. Always a solid interview, Joe. And, and Carol brings such intelligent insight into uh, into political talk and understands the discourse uh, between the parties and everything else that's going on. So I really appreciate Carol's time on a Sunday morning. We're looking for your reaction too. 803-0930, star 930, or feel free to text us at 30930. We always welcome your texts as well. And uh, Beamer and I have a lot of uh, fun things to talk about today. Not only are we talking politics and the Buffalo Bills, of course, but it's a big day for me personally. I want to give a shout out to my husband, Dan Lockie. 29 years of marriage today, 29 on the 29th. So uh, I'm happy to say that I still talk to him and he, <laughs> he and I still enjoy each other's company and he still makes me laugh every day. And we've had a lot of uh, ups, downs, and everything in between in 29 years of marriage. But um, happy anniversary to my love, Dan Lockie. Yes, very happy anniversary. Thank you. I won't sing to you, Brenda. Don't worry. I appreciate worry. that. Don't worry. I also want to give a shout out. My dad celebrating his birthday today. <laughs> uh, as I say, the not-so-old old man. So, Dad, <laughs> love you. Hopefully the Bills can turn around uh, the your birthday weekend that did not start off with a bang. Uh, <laughs> it would be a nice present for your dad. It would and, be. and happy birthday to the original Joe Beamer, right? Well, yes, uh, 10 days ago. No, well, I mean, your dad is a Joe as well, isn't he? Oh, that's right. Yes, his name. Yes, he is the original Joe Beamer. So <laughs> I just uh, stole his name. So, yes, well, Dad. Nice day to ha- celebrate. Happy birthday. Hopefully the, uh, the Bills don't get beat as bad as uh, Tech did. On and, and also, Joe, we can't overlook the fact that today is National Coffee Day, which is my drug of choice. And I'd like to know from our listeners, how do you take your coffee? I take mine piping hot and black. Uh, to me, that's the only way to drink coffee, but I know folks like flavors and milk and this and that, sugar, but I just love it. Black, strong, robust roast, and I am a coffee-holic. Yes, I like a, I like strong black coffee, nothing in it, but I also like it a little room temperature. Oh. I don't like iced coffee. I don't like hot coffee. I like uh, I like the coffee right there in the middle. When I make it at home, I drop two ice cubes in it. Really? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I like it piping hot. So oh. how do you take your coffee? 30930 if you want to text us in, and we're talking politics as well. Yes, and let me just play this clip one more time. This I played this for Carl. This is MSNBC. This Wednesday, as the transcript is getting released, MSNBC is, quote, reading it to their, listen- their, their listeners, their viewers. All right? This is after CNN got busted taking 540 words out of the transcript. MSNBC, uh, they're reading it as it's getting released, right? So all eyes you would think I'm one of the uh, major news channels, but I guess MSNBC gets a few viewers as well. And here's what Katie Turr said as she is, quote, reading the transcript. What there is proof of and what there is a paper trail of, because the White House just released it, is a summary or notes of a conversation that the president had with the man uh, that was sitting to his right, the president of Ukraine, where he said, will you do me a favor and investigate Vice President Biden's son? Will you do me a favor and get involved in the 2020 election? Vice President Biden is my chief political opponent at that point he was leading uh donald trump quite a lot in the polls at the time that was never said all right and i don't care if you lean to the left lean to the right you uh, support the impeachment of the president you don't support the impeachment of the president i think all should be should be fair and i know i'm going to get a text well you could take something from fox the other way around of course you can that doesn't make it right or wrong that wasn't in the transcript And, and in a time where we are just more and more divided Every day, you have Adam Schiff 
lying at the beginning of his uh, his opening statement, saying things that were never in the transcript, and only to be called out on it did he say, oh, that was parody. Well, but you didn't sell it as parody, and you know those clips will be played as the actual transcript. And really, does he think people aren't going to notice that? And that's true on the right and the left, Joe. I am disenchanted with both parties. Oh, I'm- I, I am totally disgusted, and I'm getting disgusted with all aspects of the media, too. And I hate to say that because I take great, great pride in being a part of the media. But I'm really getting disenchanted with the political parties, with the sniping, the the um, impartiality. The It's just ridiculous how things are going. And the way things are being cut and repurposed and represented as fact, it's wrong. It's wrong. We've got to get back on some sort of normal track here and have some standards of journalistic ethics and political parties that aren't out to get just get each other what about the american people it's almost like we're an afterthought because so much is happening with all of this sniping back and forth one upsmanship enough already yeah and and, uh so i want to know obviously where do you stand on the impeachment from the democrats uh do you support it i I would love to hear from someone who 100 is for the impeachment on what they're selling it on All right, because let's be honest, we know uh, Democrats were all for impeachment since November 9th, right? The the day President Trump was elected, 2016, uh, they were trying to find reasons to not let him get in office. So I want to know where you stand on this and who this will benefit. Let's start with Frank in Niagara Falls. Frank, thanks for hanging on. Go Bills, and hopefully Buffalo scores a point for every year you've been married. (laughs) Frank, I love that idea. (laughs) <laughs> the only reason the only reason top Democrats decided to impeach Trump now was he went after the DNC's quote presumptive nominee Joe show me the money Biden and son you know it's it's 2016 all over again using Biden to cheat Bernie out of the White House but you know here's the thing uh, Nancy Pelosi ignored all the crimes the Trump swamp is guilty of you know, obstruction, the porn star payoffs, the Trump business frauds, not paying his debts and bankruptcies, the socialist farmers bailout, and all the violations of the emoluments clause. You know, like uh, Trump's Turnberry Hotel and Golf Course in Scotland using military stopovers to prop up business. You know, Trump is the biggest socialist of our time. You know, unlike Bernie Sanders, who works for the people, the Trump family melts our tax dollars for their own profits. And, and, you know, by the way, we haven't heard any conservative criticism about socialism in Israel, who gets billions of our tax dollars and has universal health care and free college. So, Frank, do you support the impeachment or not? Uh, I wish they'd actually, I don't know yet, I haven't decided, but I wish they'd stick to the vital issues of our day. This is going to take all the steam out of the uh, debates up until the election. Well, do you think, because you, Talk. you're a Bernie Sanders supporter, correct? Um, yes. So do you think this actually, in the end, could help Bernie Sanders? Uh, because now a lot of dirt on Joe Biden might also be getting exposed to take down Trump, where Bernie might be able to gain some supporters. Yeah, I want to thank all you conservatives for getting rid of Biden out out of the uh, primaries. You know, I think that's probably true. For I don't. First of all, I don't think Biden really has his heart in this campaign. And I think this might be the death knell for him. I, I just don't see him going forward 
because of those reasons. And, you know, there was always talk about how his late son encouraged him to run for president. First of all, he's too old at this point and doesn't seem to have his heart in it. He seems to be making more gaffes than ever. Now his other son is mentioned in this whole impeachment mess with the Ukraine. If anything, though, Frank, it looks like Elizabeth Warren is overtaking all of the candidates at this point. Do you think that she can overtake Bernie as well? No, because she's using all his uh, policies. But she seems to be picking up steam. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, uh, but that's, that's uh, well, that's something we got to work on. So, Well, Frank, thank you so much for calling. You have a great day, and go Bills. Thank you. Thank you, Frank. In Niagara Falls, opening up a line for you at 803-0930. We lost John in Rochester. He's always a great weekly weekly caller. I hope he gives us a call back in the next segment. And we hope to hear from you as well at 803-0930. Star 930. And yes, the text board is starting to light up. We love seeing that at 3930. More of Hardline after this. Not only are we uh, insightful political talk, but we are also the soundtrack to your tailgate. Oh, I love it. We can do both. It is Joe it's a, Beamer. It's a big day, Joe. It is. Bill's Pats, our personal celebrations, National Coffee Day, you know, bring it on. I, and the weather is absolutely gorgeous. This is perfect. Perfect football perfect. weather. I, um, I'm i telling you, I've, I, I've had season tickets. This is my first year not having season tickets in a long time. Um and I have not been as excited for a Bills-Patriots game in a long time. Because the last time they won and beat the Patriots at home, I wasn't as excited as I am today. Because no one expected that, right? right. They, they came off that win against the Raiders that was last minute. Not that great of a Raiders team. Uh, we didn't really see it coming. Went down 21 nothing early. Uh, but I don't, there's just... There's something in the air, Brenda, and as I said, I hate to be a negative Ned, but even if they do lose this game, I am more focused on how they respond next week and going into that bye week with a win. And they should win against Tennessee, certainly. Well, they should, but as we saw with Cleveland in Tennessee, you give Tennessee Tennessee any, any free time, you know, like... Let's be honest, they took the third quarter off against Cincinnati. They sure did. You do that against Tennessee, they'll take advantage of it. Yeah, well, you can't afford to take any quarter off, no matter who you're playing. No, and that's Even if it's the Miami Dolphins. And that's my problem with this Bills team. The first three games they've had, they have not played a full 60. And that's what I want to see today. And, you know, that was the wrap on the Sabres last year, too. And so it's funny, we can see that analogy with both teams. Sean McDermott, I think, is responsible for that. I think it comes back to coaching when you're talking about not being, you know, in the right mindset for four full quarters. Right. And I think he'll address it. I'm, I'm impressed with McDermott so far. He's made some mistakes, but, you know, he's uh, he's a human and he's a coach and things don't always fall the way you think they should. And there's so many variables. But I'm really excited for this game. I don't expect the Bills to win. However, I hope we don't get embarrassed. No, that that that's... I hope it's not 45-10, Brenda. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. There's a familiar score. (laughs) Yes, unfortunately. So we can do some uh, uh, texts. We can do some tweets. Uh, Certainly welcome your phone calls at 803-0930. And the text board, Joe, always entertaining, (laughs) always good analysis. I'd say for the most part, just like the Bills, for the most part, it's pretty consistent here. Uh, Somebody wrote in and said, this will end up benefiting Trump. We're talking about the impeachment inquiry. But maybe destroying Biden, media demonstrate their bias, some more reminding people why not to listen to the enemy of the people. And I think that raises a good point. I wonder 
Will this be the end for Joe Biden? As I mentioned earlier when we were talking, I don't think that he really has his heart in this campaign. And uh, I almost think like he painted himself into a corner and had to run. So this may be the end for him. What does that mean for the other Democrat candidates? It looks like uh, Elizabeth Warren is on the upswing. I don't think Bernie Sanders will be uh, the nominee by any means. Uh, But who knows? We'll see what happens as the, the months progress and as we get into the heat of the fourth quarter now as election season turns up the heat. Yeah, and you also wonder the closer we get, Brenda, as you get down to the people that the, the candidates that will really compete in the primary season, if they will still be heavy on impeachment or if they'll start seeing Trump's approval go up. And maybe back off and say, let us win this or let us attempt to win this. Well, one of the other insightful comments we have here, too, is that I think you will see everyday Americans, the texter writes, even moderate Democrats are infuriated by this impeach slash phone thing. Have even heard of Dems donating to Trump the next day. And I think that that's, as Carol pointed out, Joe, this has been going on for a long time. It's not the first time it happened. When Bill Clinton was impeached, his popularity actually rose. So... The Democrats, I think, have to be careful here with what they're doing with this impeach, impeach, impeach process. Yeah, exactly. So we want to know from you, what do you think of the impeachment talk all week? It is now an inquiry. You have committees talking about it. Do you think a vote will actually happen? And what do you think of the media's coverage of this? And do you support or not support actually going through with impeachment 803 0930 star 930 on your cell phone you can shoot us a text at 3930 brenda and i will be back after news on wben tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.